Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Friday is upon us, and with it brings another interesting trading week, to say the least. A lower number seen in our grain complex today. It was higher on the livestock side. But a lot of outside market influences that we're going to look at, uh, including the WASDE report, which we have one coming up. Seems like we just had one, but we've got one coming up on Thursday of next week. Look at the weather in South America. We'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with our folks in Ukraine and their numbers. Not a lot of uh, shipments coming out of the Ukraine ports at this point. Lots to look at as Jeff Peterson joins us. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. So kind of let's start out. What would you describe when you were, if you were asked about these corn and bean markets at this point? Yeah, that's it's always an interesting question, Susan. So you kind of sit back and you, you look at the weakness that we've had and you say, okay, so what's going on out there, big picture? And so we have to start off and say, well, where the, where's the big money at? And, you know, currently the funds, and we'll get an update here this afternoon from CFTC on the managed money. And when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the futures, but also the, the options are taken into, into account here. You know, there are small longs still on the soybean side. They're short on the corn side and they're short on the wheat side and so that's the way the the big money's trading and then from there you have to look at and say well now the market's trying to understand the supply you know what's our yields going to be like here in the u.s uh what's the weather continues to see some dryness happening you know out in australia australia has reported today that you know they had the driest and the reason that's a, a big deal is that they're a big wheat exporter. And you've got, you know, other weather issues. And we're going to talk more about South American weathers. We're a little farther into to our broadcast today. And then you come back in the U.S. and you say, okay, you know, what's our harvest weather going to be like? Well, we, you know, we, we have a little bit of slowness here today. Uh, maybe a few areas are back going. There's a little rain that happened overnight in a few areas. Got some more showers coming in next week. And and then from there, you have to look over into the Black Sea, and you know, we had a little excitement happening there, where you ended up having a, a you know a Turkish um, cargo ship that ran into a mine, and whose mine was it? Was it Ukraine's? Was it Russia? That that always becomes some of the different types of debate. And then you have more bombing going on, and and then you have Ukraine reporting that you know they their exports are down on what they've been able to get out, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So that kind of sets the stage where we're at right now, Susan. Definitely lots of new. You talk about um, combines going. I can hear one in the background uh, next door to our farm. And many guys said they were grateful for the rain because it's keeping the dust down. Some of the dustiest beans they said they've seen in a while. Oh, I can imagine. So as we look at, uh, we got a WASI report uh, that's coming up next Thursday. I made the comment at the beginning. It feels like we just had one. But it's time once again. What are you looking at for these numbers next week? Yeah, the biggest thing we're going to be watching is how well does, so we had a quarterly stocks report that came out, you know, uh, back on September 29th, and and how well do they get all those numbers incorporated into the current WASDE? We know they've already announced that there's going to be some adjustment on harvest acres, a little bit of adjustment on yield on the production side, and then from there, it's going to be a matter of how they, they tweak any demand numbers to, to flow in those comparisons between the ending stocks and also what the quarterly stocks report. But I think the biggest number that's numbers that's going to have everybody's attention really is going to be the yield side. And, you know, what do they end up doing on the yields here? And, and you know, we continue to hear reports coming in, but it's going to be very important for us to see what USDA does on the yield side. So let's take a look at uh, the corn and the soybean yields. How are they determined? When we look at the WASI report for next week? 
Yeah, that's a great question because one of the common things you always hear is is kind of like, well, how will they tweak the yields? Uh, you know, coming out of the September report, and I'm just so thankful the government didn't shut down right now, so that we are able to get October numbers. But what it is is it's a complete rebuilding of the yield. So you know, they are still going to be surveying the farmers. Uh, last month they sent out a little bit over five thousand surveys to farmers and asking where their yield is at. But as we get further in the season, that questioning becomes uh, a smaller part of overall what the yield numbers are they also have their plots they've got their plots all set up they would have set those up for the september report they've been out in there they've done stand counts they've done ear counts they've done pod counts in the plants that were all ready basically back when they were there in september that when they are mature or close to maturity you know they've done the appropriate measurements and and they'll continue to do that for october but what we're looking for in the october report that we wouldn't have had in september is they should have more crop that's mature or close enough to maturity that they're able to actually get physical weights on it because that's one of the areas that we believe susan that we're going to see yields come down as we go forward the reason that we believe that is starting first on soybeans I think as we talk to a lot of our farmers, whether it be on the dry land side or the irrigate side, whether it's in Nebraska, whether it's in Iowa or Minnesota, common theme is when you look at the bean fields from the road, they actually pretty look pretty good in most areas. Got pretty good plant growth on them. Actually, pod counts actually look pretty good. But a common theme that we hear amongst everybody is that as they get out there, as they're combining them, ultimately what you've got is you've got more two bean pods than threes. And then even amongst those two bean pods, or if you had a three compared to a four, you've just got smaller overall soybeans. And I think what had happened and why I think our, we'll have to see our yield come down on soybeans is I believe, think about how this process works. NASA is the one that's putting those yields together. They ultimately had to say, hey, we have this many pods. We're going to have to apply some type of pod weight to those. And I think as we get in there and get the actual pod weights, I think we're going to find that that's higher the, the actual pod weights actually are lower, not higher, lower than what they use for estimates. So that's going to bring down the yield. Over on the corn side, I think what we're going to end up seeing is that I think we're going to see the test weight come down uh, from what they were using before. And as a result, I think that'll give us some lower yields also on the corn side uh, going forward, Susan. So as we look, uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about where you see um, these yields going forward. And obviously what's happening in South America, there's been a lot of rumbles out there as to what's happening with that crop as they try to get it in the ground, the planting progress and basis levels as well here in the States. How much of a change are we going to possibly see with harvest? Are they going to sit back and just be pretty quiet? We've got a lot to look at as we get ready for the second half on this Friday afternoon. Stick around. More is coming up just around the corner. It's the channel final bell on the Rural Radio Network. challenge it's not something you shy from it's a chance to up your game every day brings a new challenge but with the enhanced channel seed brand on your side you can rise to it with our top performing seed innovative digital tools and expanded agronomic support you can turn tomorrow's challenges into your next advantage your enhanced channel seed brand let's rise to the challenge learn more at channel.com rise read and follow pesticide label directions irm grain marketing and other stewardship practices Welcome back to the channel. Final bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Jeff Peterson. Jeff, of course, is with Heartland Farm Partners. We kind of left off kind of talking about the WASDE report and what we were seeing acreage number wise. But do you see anything happening? I mean, 
Is there going to be anything exciting happening yield-wise, corn, beans, as we get more coming off the combines in the next couple of weeks? Yes, from so we take a combination of just kind of thinking of the process so we kind of walk through and how that yield is determined and then based on what we're hearing coming out of Nebraska, the common theme that we're hearing, and we're not probably far enough into corn. We know, you know, we know the dry lands way off of last year. But uh, a common theme even on irrigated beans, you know, it wasn't uncommon to hear bean yields 10 to 15 bushels lower than they would have been last year under the pivot. And so we take that information and go, you know, we know that Iowa wasn't uh, as dry as what or wasn't as hot as what we were at times, but we still think it's going to impact parts of Iowa and gets up into parts of Minnesota. And, and so overall, as we bring all that together, Susan, and think about the yields, we, we think soybean yields could come down a bushel, maybe a bushel and a half. And that seems pretty extreme, but we think that's possible yet. Over on the corn side, it's a little early to tell yet. You know, I think that maybe the irrigated corn held up a little better and uh, with the conditions that we had, it was a little further along, but but I still think we could bring that off a bushel and a half, maybe two bushels yet. Now, not everybody believes that and think that. There's actually some of the different, you know, uh, analytics firms out there. There's some that uh, reported this past week that they actually think yields are going to go up from here, but I, I just don't think that's going to be the case. We, we still think we're going to see a pullback. And, and we, we think it will actually show up in some of that, at least, in the report next week, Susan. So as we're harvesting here in the north, they're planting in the south. And I've been hearing um, some weather concerns and some planting progress delays as well. Yeah, there sure is. As we as we move our attention and look further south, look down in South America, and in particular, let's start off in Argentina first. You know, Argentina right now, uh, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange reported there about 13.9% planted on their their corn crop now their corn plantings get pretty spread out but one thing we are hearing is that you know if they do not pick up some additional showers over the next couple weeks here uh, it's possible that there could be some acres that will switch from corn over to some other crops just because of the dryness and the fact that they maybe could plant some of the other crops a little bit later now we move on up to brazil and you've kind of got a mixed bag you've got some showers that you know probably in the western port part of Mato Grosso, they've had some planting progress able to happen it's been a little wetter you know your major producings of the you know the other three-fourths of Mato Grosso, and then on down to you get to the very down to the very southeast corner that area in between there had been a little bit drier but we are seeing showers start to pick up there so i think their planting pace what we've seen is that uh, coming out of Basically, Brazil planting on soybeans is probably five and a half, six percent complete. And then over on the corn side, what you've got is about 23 percent of that first corn crop has been planted. Now, keep in mind that first corn crop makes up about 25 percent of what their overall corn production will be. We know there is some very, you know, in the southeast part of Brazil, some very wet conditions and that's causing problems as you get down around Paraná. So that does look to persist. So that's going to cause them a few planting issues down that area. But you know, overall, it's it's not off to a perfect start. Uh, we do need to, if there's going to be some you know better production coming out of Argentina, they are going to have to start seeing some better rainfall happen. It just hasn't happened yet, Susan. What do you see with basis levels here in the states? Yeah, take a look at basis levels here. You know, overall, the, these quick ship bids, we know they're going to go away. Uh, but the thing on the bean side is we're seeing some improvement at some elevators, even though we're just about, you know, half, three quarters away through harvest. So I think our bean basis levels are going to hold in here pretty good. I think there's good enough de- demand from the processor and strong enough demand actually from the export side. I, I know it's, you know, I know it could be better that I think we, we stay firm here. And then over on the corn basis side, we're going to see those quick ship bids go away, as I mentioned a, a moment ago. 
But uh, I think our heart, our gut sod harvest basis is going to hold steady enough. And the reason I believe that is that I think the crops are off enough that the farmer's going to be able to bend enough bushels. He's going to tuck it away. The other side of that is that also that the farmer doesn't really like the price here on corn or soybeans. So it's going to be getting, it's going to be getting him really hard to sell. So as we look post-harvest, I think we're going to be looking for some improvements in basis on both corn and soybeans going forward on the post-harvest side, Susan. And some uniqueness as we continue to hear decreased export opportunities coming out of Ukraine. Um, yeah, that's what's very interesting is that, you know, you keep in mind last year, they would have probably shipped out about 750, 800 million bushels of corn. So, you know, even though I know we're not real competitive in corn right now, I wouldn't expect this to be just because we're coming off a big crop in South America. But I think we'll see both our corn and soybean exports pick up as we go forward. All right. Great conversations real fast. Um, talk about unsold corn and beans. Do they need to go to yeah. town? Yeah, if, you, if you've got some unsold bushels that need to go into town, I'd first look at storage or delayed pricing, whichever ones of those are cheaper. At a certain point in here, we see the basis improve enough. We can switch those over to basis contracts from there, Susan. All right, best way for folks to get a hold of you. Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com where you can get some free daily commentary delivered to by text or email. Or follow me on X, which was formerly Twitter, at Jeff Peterson 01. And that's the Channel Final Bell brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professional on the Rural Radio Network.